Thanks for checking out another podcast, everyone. Did that start recording? Yeah. It just said, raise my hand on the screen. No. No? Thanks for checking out another podcast. We spoke to Joe and Alex this week. Joe and Alex were in a studio together here in Northampton. Um, yeah, photo, which is pretty cool. Photo Mafia, yeah. Um, their Instagrams and website link will be down below. Um, but yeah, it was a very informal chat with the two of them. Um, we've known Joe for a while. Luke, you've actually brought one of his prints. Mm. Um, and yeah, we asked him to come on the podcast. He actually has his own podcast, which again, there'll be a link down below. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting. We've always said since we started this, as well as building front, we wanted to help support kind of our local adventures, if you like. Or, no, what, what's the best word for it? Our local talent and business ventures. Um, right, right, yeah. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. They're just they're, they they they've not long finished uni, uh, yeah. they, and they've opened their own studio like straight out of uni, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So and it's an awesome space. They're, they're very talented guys, and yeah, yeah they're a very awesome space. And yeah, you know, they're doing things. You know, they're doing what they love doing, which is which is great to see. Um, and it's local to us, so we certainly want to help support that. Um, and yeah, we talked to them a little bit about how they started the the studio. Uh, they've got some advice in there as we talk, um, and it was great just to kind of get a comparison to how they work compared to other studios as well. We spoke to them about everything, didn't we? Yeah, just carry well, on. We should say a bit about front then. Go on then. What? Well, you know more than me. There's nothing to see. Well, I'll just say so. So, yeah, enjoy the rest of the podcast where we speak to Joe and Alex. We'll tell you a little bit about front, but same as usual, we are working hard building the platform. It is coming soon. Uh, we've had some fresh ideas that we've wanted to implement recently. So, we're working on in, in putting them into the site ready for launch. If you haven't already, please register to the mailing list again the link will be in the description um you'll simply be one of the first people on front with an exclusive offer um thank you so much for well thank you so much to everyone who has already done it um generally blown away with how many people have registered we don't send out junk emails i think we've sent two in the last year but 2022 soon it is coming so stay tuned and go and follow us on instagram that's where we do most of our updates and talk to you lovely lot stay tuned enjoy this episode drum roll please well, not doing it so welcome to the podcast yeah Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Exciting to be here. It's we are, we are, we are joined by Joe and Alex. And uh, well, yeah, let's get straight into it. I'll ask, I'll ask why it's you two together on this podcast. What is it that you're working on together? Um, this, this lovely space yeah, you see around you, yeah. Matthew Studios. It's our sort of post-uni brainchild that kind of has finally come into fruition of just kind of working together a lot of uni and being, and then realising it was going to end and then going, well, I'll swear. Was a good going, fuck, we're going to graduate and we don't know what we're doing so it kind of was like well what do we want to do and then we kind of i don't know somehow figured it out and now we're here so there's and, us two and then there's tom as well um and this is in northampton isn't it 
yeah. yeah yeah so just across where you just met just across from the garibaldi across the race course so yeah nice location yeah and is it is the plan to stay there kind of like long term or is it just like you whilst you kind of collaborating together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the aim is to stay as long as possible mm -hmm. we do want to expand elsewhere yeah be quite nice so yeah the goal is to stay main, like northampton be the main focus there whether we, whether it's the, to be honest we're like this space is beyond what we could have expected for like a first studio yeah. we were looking at some other buildings going like oh shit but i guess this is the reality and then we found this one we were like oh perfect this is like beyond ideal so it's like perfect for us at the moment but hopefully all going well we'll be able to bigger and better things but yeah northampton's the like the thing in our work so it's like makes sense to stay here and keep yeah, yeah. born here so it's like wrap it you know what i mean rather but um, so let's let's take it back then. So I'm guessing that you two met at university, right? Yeah. In Northampton. Yeah. yeah. And you're both studying art and photography, is that right? Or just yeah. photography? It's just, a, just a photography course, but it's kind of like the one at Northampton is like general. So it was a bit of art, a bit of commercial, a bit of, they let you try everything out basically as you go through the three years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Did you go to um, college at Booth Lane in Northampton? No, so I went six one. You went six one, was I? Yeah, but different six from Yeah, so you, you, I'll map my yeah. and then I was at uh, NSB. Yeah, so oh, nice. Okay, yeah, so we finished there and then ended up at University of Northampton, basically. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I went to college in Northampton and did photography. Oh. Uh, well, I did like art, I did film studies and photography, but my second year of photography I, I dropped out because they got rid of the dark room and i missed it you know what i mean that was like one of the main reasons i wanted to keep doing it and i feel like there's a lot of people if you are listening to this and you want to get into dark room photography you've got to make sure you do, you do your research to what kind of photography it is you want to study not just go to somewhere that happens to to do photography do you know what i mean i'm sure you two can testify that as well yeah exactly yeah. it was like when when i started uni it was just like um the weird thing is when we started it was still because the campus moved didn't it so it was all like when they were showing us around they were like here's all the old stuff and they're like they're like oh look we've got color dark room black and white dark room we're like they're not massive and then the new campus has like a tiny black and white dark room and it was like we got jipped for the hair didn't we but okay but it was all good it's still you know still a dark room and mostly black and white anyway you just kind of roll with the limitations just so you can keep taking photos it's like the main thing right but yeah i don't to be honest, like, yeah, if, they, if you went to college and didn't have a dance room, I'd, I'd done the same thing with my sixth one. We're like, yeah, we're just going to get rid of that now and be like, I'm done. I was on the edge of done the whole of A-levels, to be honest. So well, that was funny because I, I actually got, you know, um, well, you know, Snappy Snaps, the camera place. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually used to work there, but not in Snappy Snaps. And like they had like a basement studio in there. Oh, right. And so it's just like there's like an old guy that I worked with who did like studio photography, right? It could be anyone looking for like model shots to family portraits, whatever it was. Um, it was like it was like a cheap studio photography experience, right? Um, and I worked there. Where the Snappy Snaps is now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a street. Well, I don't know if it still is. This was like 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I worked there. I only worked there on Saturdays, just like a Saturday and maybe the odd half day in between like college classes and stuff like that. But I learned more there in six days, you know, like six weeks of working Saturdays than I did in college. Do you know what I mean? Because it was more catered to, you know, I had all the equipment. It was fortunate enough to have all the equipment. But at the same time, I learned hands-on how to take a photo, edit a photo, 
use the studio where college was like, oh, go research this photographer and then take photos like him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I worked at Snappy Snaps and then obviously I learned a lot there and then I actually left and I worked at Venture Portraits. Um, and then, but then over time, it's got different jobs and whatnot. But, you know, I, I would never regret, I never regretted going to college, but I always felt like you were researching like a certain photographer and then it was like, oh, go, go copy them. And I was like, well, I don't want to copy them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was just a weird thing. And, you know, I learned the basics of photography, but it was more about the history. And I was like, no, I want to, I want this camera. Or I want to use that camera. I want to learn how to develop film or whatever it might be. But I don't know if it's the same at university. Do they let you kind of, you know, narrow yeah, down into what you like more? A bit more creative. It's a lot more open. I think, I think like A, a level for me was fucking hell because it was like what you described college as but it was like do two whole books worth of research take one photo and then do another whole two books of research and it's just like, oh, like the university is a bit more balanced i felt like at least for me but um yeah and there was a lot more hands-on as well and it was kind of just like and to be fair what i really liked it wasn't so much the the coursework like the actual course where they were getting you to do stuff but it was kind of like Here's what you've got to do and then the rest of the time it was just like well the stuff's here if you want to go yeah. go as mad as you like spend as much money on our film and like chemicals and just run up a bill on studio like you know what i mean it's just like and they just let you run run wild in all the state-of-the-art equipment for three years so that was what we spent most of our time doing you know what i mean that's where we produced like five four portraits and stuff which like now it's like yeah, might have to save up a bit before we do something like that again and pray we don't fuck it up as that one. It was just like, yeah, we can just screw it up. It doesn't matter. It's like whatever. We can just jump in. And just yeah. That's what I missed. But, I, you know, I never took advantage of it at the time because we had like a little shop at the um, college. It's like an art shop, but it sold like film and whatnot. I mean, pinhole cameras and things like that. And it was dirt cheap. But this, at the same time, you could still get it cheap. You could, you know, you could go buy a roll of film from Poundland. Do you know what I mean? So... Why would you spend three quid on a roll of film then when you can go get a roll for a quid, which you know you're just going to put towards projects. You don't want to spend loads on a fancier film stock for the yeah. sake of it. But did, did you have a shop at the university? We yeah. did, but it, was, it, was, it wasn't that successful, was it? Right. I don't know where it's still there, but it was more of a, it was like an odd one. So it was like, when it was at the old camp, uh, campus, it was like had film fridges and stuff like that in it. And then when it came to the new place, it was just like, we've got some leftover, like everything was just leftover stuff and they didn't advertise it. So you'd have, like, we just went and asked, like, do you have this? And they're like, oh yeah, we've got some expired stuff on like just going out a day. And they didn't really know what it was worth or whatever. They're like, we're trying to get rid of it. So we got it like already discounted for it being a uni shop and then further discounted stuff. But our, our portal for everything was just like skiers. Yeah. But I, I probably, <laughs> made Mr. Skills in the past five years. Like <laughs> the amount of just ridiculous spending. Just seen I've just seen they've got some more Porsche four hundred, Porsche one sixty in. Uh they've just had a big delivery. I know that much. So yeah, if you listen to this and you need some <laughs> photography equipment, check out our like local store which is Skiers Photographic. There'll be a link down below. I'm sure you put it in Luke. Um, but yeah, let's take it back then. How did you two get into photography? Uh, was it always a passion or did you get into it through something else I, I was yeah i have to do it because i had to select a subject in my sixth form so yeah. i was like just try photography out it was between history and photography so i was like ah, photography seems like the better one to go for this way <laughs> so i went for it and i was like oh, i don't know if i'm gonna like it at first and i was like oh, i'm into it so i was 
was getting involved and started liking it. And then I went to uni and then pursued it as like a, as something I really wanted to do. And then, because obviously we never, we never had like a dark room of you, you posh boys and the feet. So yeah, it was like, it was all right. So, but yeah, it was quite new to me like when I went to uni because all I got to learn was like mainly the retouching and stuff like that. So my knowledge is a little bit better on that side of things. But what about you? What about you? I'm trying to think what the actual like proper style, like skateboarding, I think. Through that, just fucking like wanting to get pictures of, you know, people doing tricks. You know what I mean? And then like, well, it starts off because you want cool pictures of yourself and then you realise you're not good enough to get pictures and you're wasting everyone's time. So you end up taking the pictures and then you're like, oh, okay. Don't you think it's funny though? It's not that it's not you that decides that. It's when more and more people start coming up to you and going, can you film me do this line? Or can you take a photo of me? And you're like, oh, I've become that guy. I'm no yeah. longer that guy that can do the trick. I'm the one that has to hold the phone there and film it for your little Instagram video. I yeah. was like that, man. Like, and, but I don't regret it. Do you know what I mean, I'm still into skating now and I still, it's still my passion. But at the same time, like, I'm, I'm never going to be a pro. But I'm okay with that. Do you know what I mean? I knew that a long time ago. I was never going to be pro. It's like, yeah, I think it was that. And then just like seeing like, um, but you know, Ash, like seeing his videos and then from that find like Joel Peck stuff and then, like and then just at school like it was the same art school you had to pick an art subject and they, I was like I'm not doing drama and then then being like well, pick, pick art and I'm like I can't but like all the art teachers going don't make him do art he can't draw so it was like okay photography I'm sure it was like the go-to like mess around subject but I was like already planning to do it anyway so it was like okay cool and then when you're actually there and you like as soon as I said that my granddad was like oh I've got all the old these old film cameras and then that was it then it was just like, okay, now I'm not taking little phone photos, people scanning. It's like, I've got a proper camera now, guys. And then it's just like, you know, sold your soul to it, then that's it. And just like flicking through crashes, seeing like crazy photos and just being like, okay, cool. There's a thing to this, you know? That's, yeah. I got, into, I got into photography the exact same way or video or photography. I think that artistic side of, of every skateboarder will be there. Do you know what I mean? Like even someone who doesn't know how to operate a camera Will still appreciate a good skate photo or know a couple of skate photographers or whatever it might be whether they're world famous or from your town mm. do you know what i mean it's like really skate photography is so much oh, i don't know it, it still feels like it's a bit ahead of all the other like you know what i mean it's like i can always tell when you meet you like meet photographers who are out there and i always can kind of even just from like seeing their photos and then you just meet once and you kind of already get an idea of who was skating or doing something like this like something like that beforehand and who wasn't because they're just that i don't know maybe maybe it's just a nostalgic thing for me because i can see it in there and it's just like oh you just kind of clicks for me more but you kind of you pick out those little things like how they're taking pictures of their friends and stuff like that and what their how their brain works when they're doing it and how they're willing to just like try something for 50 times until it works you know what i mean it's like that sort of you can see the passion there. And I think it's the same with like fashion as well. Like I swear mm. everything arrives from skateboarding. I was having this argument with my missus the other day and I was like, you know, everyone wearing like what they called um, gilets or whatever mm. you call them. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. remember buying one of them like six or seven years ago and everyone being like, you look like a bell end, Jamie. And I'm like, yeah, oh. uh, this is the future. And now they're like everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Now I have to stop yeah. wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, your, your hat, right? Supreme was skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. 
No. That's it, like Supreme Palace, like they're skateboarding companies, right? They're like, yeah. and that's why I feel like, you know, I might not skate as much as I used to anymore, but I feel like I still follow skateboarding. Mm. So yeah, I'm allowed to wear this hat, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, each their own, who, who cares, do you know what I mean? Like even if you buy it and you haven't got a clue that it's a skateboard company, mm. they're, they're, you know, a skateboard company still getting money at the end of the day. I've got, a, my dog is called Thrasher, yeah? And the amount of people, right. yeah, best name ever, right? But the amount of people that say, "Oh, I know that band," no, you don't. No, you don't. It's not a band. Yeah. Like, and, like, I named him after a magazine. Do you know what I mean? Like, but not many people know that. Or, or when you see him, oh, like, oh, that's an aggressive name. Yeah, it is. Leave him alone. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what else? <laughs> but it's like one of those ones where it's just like, you know, everyone used to hate on it, and then it's just like, oh, Selfridges just have a bowl in there. Now. They have a whole floor dedicated to like basically just these skate brands that you used to remember seeing in the skate shop and being like, like the one that blew my mind in self-produced, I don't know if you remember them at uh, Skate Attic, like, but they had sex skateboards. Oh uh, yeah. And I remember then they literally just had like penises basically just like look like there was a spray paint on. Sex skateboards has like products and self-produced now on that floor, which yeah. is like the most nuts thing to see. It's just like, Aren't they like a French company, a French skate company or something? I, I, I don't know. To be fair. <laughs> I don't even know, but it was just like seeing what I, I saw in like Ash's shop and like just seemed so like, just kind of, they don't give a fuck. They, it, it almost seemed like they'd just found some boards at Skateboard and like re-sprayed them with spray paint. And now they're like in one of the biggest shops in London or whatever. It's just like, at, at this point, I don't think anyone would be like, oh, skateboarding is like this dumb little thing. It's just like, we're basically completely superseded everything from Bunnings, you know, and that's like, and I think it's like, like you say, it's like, you see it, you start seeing everything, like the whole thing with the studio is kind of a skate shop ethos about it, like with the community aspects yeah. and just like helping out younger creatives and things like that is the whole idea behind it. Really. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I think, I think skateboarding, anyone who skateboards will appreciate anything artistic that comes from it do you know what I mean because it's such an individual thing to do as well right like mm. you never get the same skater you know what I mean like and as a skater there's skateboarders that I hate they might technically be amazing right they might be the best skateboarder in the world but if I don't know if I don't like what they look like on a skateboard I'm mm. gonna hate on them do you know what I mean like it's just how it is it's just the way right and you can be like that with photography you can but you can see you can see work that you can appreciate is a great photo but I'm not gonna buy it I've mean, got no interest. Yeah, exactly. It's, but at the end, and they're all in the same roof again. You know, no one's going to buy one of my photos unless it generally appeals to them for for mm. some reason. But that's 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 what you want, isn't it? It's like it's like the whole thing with like social medias and things like that, where it's just like you post something that you're like, you're like, oh, that's a fucking shot. You post you post it, and then you you're like, oh, and now I've lost two followers, and it's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> but then you think about it, and it's like, well, I didn't like thinking about it realistically. It's like, did I want you here anyway? If you're not going to be excited about the same stuff I am, you know what I mean? So it's just that. I, I feel like mine and Luke's whole kind of perception of like Instagram has changed where it used to be this platform where, you know, I'm sure Luke, you'd agree where it was kind of like our, our diary, our portfolio of photography. And I don't know about like, I don't think I look at it the same now because I run the front photography account or predominantly like I, I tend to do the mm. most on it. But because I'm looking at that from, from a slight business point or what, what I can do to help others, like, especially through what we're doing with front, I kind of forget about my own one. And then I kind of post from it from time to time, but 
I never, I never think about, you know, I've stopped using hashtags on my own one because it like, I've just learned that like, what's, what's the point? Like the people that people can f- still find it. Do you know what I mean? They can, they can still mm. find whatever, like my work if they wanted to, but there's a billion and one other photographers on Instagram. What, why is my work going to stand out? Why am I putting it on there to stand out? It's, mm. It should just be a place for, for me to look back on. But I don't know, you use it in different ways, don't you? Yeah, like this is the thing, like, because we, like, I run the, like, the Photomapper Studios account where we repost all our, like, our blog posts and stuff, which, like, I go and shoot an event on a Friday night and then put that as a blog post. And it's like, as it used to be, like, I'd go out on a Friday night, shoot the event, and then my Instagram for the next week would be like, one image after ever, but now I'm like, I've just uploaded the blog post for 20 of them. I'm like, go look at it there if you want to see it. But then I'm like, what do I post on my Instagram now? So the Instagram becomes like, but it's kind of it's kind of cool to kind of be at that that point now where it's like, it's like when you first start, it's like got every good picture I ever take is like you you end up loading it and then you have three weeks where you're like, I've got nothing to post, and then just I've got nothing. But now I'm at that point where it's like, okay, blog posts are out, I can share some offcuts on my own Instagram, and then it's like 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 the post you asked me for four or five earlier there's like the one of um cameron crowd surfing that's like the only place it's out is your instagram like that's that's the only place that one's been used so and i cropped it oh dear oh dear <laughs> you know what that is like it's like my pet hate as well yeah of people cropping but i was like all right but I, you did i put it at the end as well like uncropped but then, like, I know it sounds silly, yeah, but when we're running the Instagram, like, if I collaborate with someone, I try and make that post look like their profile because some people have white borders, some people don't, right? So I want to make sure that it's got a chance of being collaborated with to help you out, not, not to help us out, to help you out. You're more likely to accept it. You're more likely to have people to see your work if you're going to collaborate, which is a backwards way of working because you have to, like, play the, play the, the system, right? But... Yeah. Um, I hate it. Like there's like I've done a couple of like wedding, like friends' weddings and stuff, or baby photos, whatever it might be. I send it over. I'm not saying any names if you listen to this. But um, <laughs> I send it over and then they crop it. And I'm like, it wasn't a crop photo. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it's just a little pet hate. I, I mean I, I get it. I mean it's like photographers who are like, oh, I sent it to them and then they edited it and I'm just like, yeah, why did they do that? <laughs> yeah. I have a real mixed feeling about it though. It was it was like because if they would have come back to you and said, oh, this is great, mate, but can you enhance the colours or can you make this in black and white? Yeah, no problem, because you've asked me to take those photos. But if you're asking me for my photography, then don't change it. That's what I would say. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm open to suggestions. Like, the raw, raw files, you know what I mean? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it. Because it's like, I still have my version, right? I, I'd understand if they hired yeah. me being like, I really like your style and then they like take my like my work and they make it all sorts of weird for the sake of like an Instagram post, I, I'd find kind of bits like, like cropping to whatever. Like, okay. Yeah. No, no one's going to judge me if someone's cropped it weird on their Instagram or whatever. But like, um, but like with the editing one, it's like we've got one at the moment that we did the shoot in the studio. And then the guys asked it to use it for an EP cover. And he said, oh, I'm going to have to change it slightly. And I'm like, yeah, let's see what he does. Yeah, let's see how it turns out. But that's, yeah. that's different than like being so, but then at least he asked him, and at least it's someone I can trust not to make it look awful. Mm-hmm. It'll just be slightly different. And I think, I suppose, like you said, you've still got the original, which you can do with what you want. Yeah, it's, it's like our, um, 
I think the interesting was our university exhibition. So we we had like a virtual exhibition. I did a zine for mine, and then also like there was a university exhibition at Mayfair Gallery in town, and we were told like. So your submission was like 15 images as a series. And then we were like, so which ones go in the exhibition or whatever? Is it all of it? And they're like, oh, we get three. So me and them were like sitting around being like, so which three do we want to pick? And then the lecturers walked past and they're like, why are you picking out three? And they're like, well, because you said there were three. And they're like, no, no, we picked which three go up on the wall. And it was like, oh, okay. But like, obviously that caused a meltdown. But I was kind of like, in my head, I was like, well, I've got the, the virtual one and I'm doing my own zine and stuff. It's like, let's see which ones they pick just out of like curiosity, yeah. which I guess is like kind of, I don't know. Other people Did you not get to talk to and say, look, I want these three up? Because I remember printing mine and I was like, yeah, I want these three up. No, they just, they just said we get to do it. Oh, maybe we laughing. Well, I, 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 sp- I spoke to Lex and I was like, <laughs> no, no, you're not putting just any random up. I said, I want these three up. And then that was it. So this <laughs> is the difference between. Alex, who's very sensible and wants control, and me, who's a skateboarder, who also wants to be out of control all the time and wild and just see what happens. But so, so is that the um, the print that I bought from you a while back? Is that what that was from? No, so that's um, that was a different exhibition that was going to happen a year before. And wait, yes, it was going to happen a year before in our when we were in second year and then that was it was literally a week before it was about to happen uh covid hit and it was locked down like the first one so with that all went to pot and then it was only uh after our final year when i did at, this basically at the same time i had the two going on which felt cool but the the garibaldi who do their like monthly exhibition hit me up because an artist dropped out last minute and they need to fill a slot so I, they were like what do you have printed out and i was like well i've got these so we finally got to put them up and I think they fit better in the Gary personally than they would have at this other one. And then afterwards, I got them back and they've been in a pub for a month. So they've been like knocked around and things like that, which is why I ended up like drawing on them and then being like, okay, we'll do it at like super cheap and just, mm. you know. I love it. I've got it here. It's... Oh, yeah. I, I, promise you, I, I promise you, mate, he generally has that print there. It's yeah, not it's conveniently always. there for this podcast. <laughs> I was going to move it and put it behind, but I haven't done anything with it apart from put a bit of extra tape on the back oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't. Uh, we'll, we'll get the photo and we'll flash it up on the screen yeah, yeah. but i love that the drawing on it yeah, yeah i think um right i ruined the, the surprise i think that one was actually drawn by felix because okay. so I think, I think oh, we should have just owned it man i want to say that one because I couldn't, because he said, yeah, because he was there when I was doing it. Like, we, there was, must have been 10 in total. And I think Felix ended up doing two. And he was like, yeah, put them out. And then I think that was one of Felix's one that he did. Or he did part of, and I did part of. I can't exactly remember who did. But the photo is mine. Don't worry about that. Yeah, but, yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> it's really cool. But so all the, of them, the whole series is was a really cool idea. Like, the way they all... Uh, you'd found those little moments in the photo to add a bit of illustration into it. I thought that was good of the the Gary to do that as well. If you're listening to this, by the way, and you keep saying you're wondering who Gary is, it's, it's not a person. <laughs> it's, it's a person. Yeah. It's, a, it's our local pub. It's called the Gary Baldy. It's definitely one of our one of our better pubs in the town for for what they do for the community, and it's just a wicked place to hang. Don't get me wrong. There's there's a few nice pubs in there, but the Gary, what it does for 
mm. our generation, should we say. Yeah. Is, and they're also following what seems to be becoming like a little bit of a theme, like it was a public kind of, the Gary as we know it today came out of like skateboarding, right? Because it was, yeah. it was, it, I mean, it had a skate shop in there for a long while, like one of the guys that was, you know, that was a skater and like artist as well. So it started off like you go in and just be people after skating at Radlands basically for a, mm. a fair few months after it first opened, but as I like remember it. It seems like all our local talent kind of go there as well. Do you know what I mean? Like whether mm. whatever art, like kind of art form you into, there's some wicked photographers there, some wicked like painters and graffiti artists that I know from there. Oh yeah, like no tie. Like obviously yeah. that's, he would that's his local right. See, that's um, the thing though, it's it's like that thing where it's like you were saying, like, oh, I bought Gilles six years ago and now everyone's wearing them. Yeah, yeah. Gerald just started skater and now it's kind of blossomed into like this art sort of mm. space slash pub slash hangout slash just sick location to be, you know what I mean? Like good food there as well. Oh if I wasn't doing this podcast tonight, I would have gone to the lamplighter and had their Oh, what do they do on a Tuesday? Tapas. Tapas. Oh, they do like a vegan tapas night on a Tuesday, and it's so good. It's cheap as well. Um, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that, like, if we, like, you know, me and my missus out posh, so, like, we're, we're happy with a bit of pub grub, but it would always be, like, that mm-hmm. or Gary, do you know what I mean? Just because you know you're going to see someone that you can say hello to, have some good food, and just leave them you want, do you know what I mean? It's a good yeah, place. They've the basement, though, haven't they? Oh, is it closed for real now? Yeah, I don't think they've got bands down downstairs or anything now. Wait, where, where? With the Gary. There was, um, I thought that, but I went in on Felix's birthday, so I should know what day that was. Tuesday, I, I believe, and there was a thing going on downstairs, a music thing. So I think yeah. that, I think it stopped over, I think they started using it as a storeroom or something, but yeah, I yeah. might be back now. I have a feeling it might be brought back. That's great. That's awesome. such a wicked place, that little basement. Yeah, so cool. I love seeing a band down there or DJ playing, whatever it might be, like because it's so kind of grotty in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think they'll be offended by me saying that, but uh, what you mean? It used to be worse, <laughs> like no stage, it was just like you could just play in the corner of the room. You, you've DJed down there a couple of times, haven't you? I've played down there a lot, yeah. I've played, yeah, on my own and done some band stuff down there, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, there you go. There's enough about the guy Baldy. But if you're in Northampton, go have a drink there. It's a nice place. I was going to ask about what you're doing, like, because I think the first time I found out about your, like, what you were doing and photographing around town was seeing your stuff of tragic, um, which are, as far as I'm concerned, they're like the best local band that we've got at the moment. I don't know. Yeah, that's the first statement. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? I like, yeah, it's cool you saw that one because they're probably the band I work with the most out of anyone, or probably or definitely like the longest. They were like the start of me. They they were the start of me getting away from photographing skate stuff and starting music stuff. That's where it started because it was I did a shoot for this little like skate brand for like. 10 pounds or something like that. I got a shoot, but it cost me 50 quid in film. So like that didn't work out. And then it was like a week later, Cameron messaged me and was like, oh, we saw the photos you did for them. We really liked them. Do you want to do one for 
I'm starting a band with a guy from an old band and this other guy. Could you do a shoot for us? And I was like, okay, cool. And then that was still like, I'm pretty sure they gave me like 20 quid for that, which was like, you know. <laughs> to get any money out of a band, that's pretty good. Though. Yeah, no, so to be fair, that's what we actually wanted to talk about on the topics. Um, because like there's a lot of people that reach out to us that are, you know that we you know we took the time to look at their work and they're clearly into like band photography yeah or mu- like live music photography which which I appreciate there's a there's a massive art form to it but we've also had questions about oh how do you get into it how do you get to talk to the bands like would you say your way has just been start local and kind of keep doing what you can to get your name out there or is it just always helping out a friend's band and then you've met people through that okay so this is this is going to be quite a story because okay so the the tragic thing was kind of just like uh one of those ones where he just messaged me and they were like oh we're starting this band and in the back i i knew nothing about Northampton music. I knew one step nothing about music, nothing about anything, to be honest, but just a kid. And I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll do the photos, being like, oh, at least I'll get some cool photos because this band probably won't exist in a week. At least time. I'll get 20 quid. Yeah, they're, they're literally, yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, it covers one roll of film with the three I'm putting these in today. And it was just like this kind of like, um, and then I met Cameron, they're like, yeah, we thought, like, we kind of formed it with a name, like, last week or whatever, and it's like, okay, so they haven't played yet, and then I did that, and I was like, they were, like, fun to hang out with and stuff, and Cameron was, Cameron's Cameron, like, one of the most, like, it was kind of already one of those ones where I'm like, this kid's different, right? And then he was like, a couple weeks later, like, oh, we're doing a gig at the lab, can you shoot that? And I went to that, and I'm like, oh, this was like really cool like looking back on it i'm like nothing compared to what they're doing now and stuff like that and like my photos were god awful but like that sort of thing and then kind of it just kind of was like this um probably a while actually because i was at uni so it was just kind of just like after that being like oh that was cool and stuff and then in second year when we'd kind of decided we wanted to do these five four portraits it was like okay, let's do that, but let's also try and build the connections with music. So we were literally, I'm going to say the Garibaldi again. We went to, literally, it was every Friday we went to the Garibaldi and just, it was just like, whoever was on, we'd literally just make a note of the name. If we, if we had a chance to talk to them, why that, because we normally went straight after we finished uni, so they were still sound checking stuff. Half the time, we didn't even listen to the full sets. It was just like, we'd, we'd listen to sound check and be like, that sounds cool. And then when they were running around, they're obviously in a, man panic because then they've got to go up they're nervous and stuff just be like hey if you want some photos at the studio we'll do some free ones and they'll be like yeah cool or we'd like message on instagram afterwards we didn't get a chance and then uh uh i mean the series on the wall over there we should have send send us a couple of photos the one of the one of sammy that's that's yeah that's my favorite and it was literally like Actually, I think I tell a lie because the one with Sammy, it was just like a DM because we found out about him, but it started off like most of them, it was like... Mm. Um, so is, Sammy the, is Sammy the guy that does um, NNR? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does NNR and then he's like doing... The, he does a show Saturday morning on Revolution Radio. Oh, yeah, I think okay. he does it, but... In, just but yeah. super, super local. So his name is Sammy Byrne, isn't it? Yeah. And NNR is not normal. Not normal records. Records, um, yeah. yeah I actually took a photo. Local. 
what is Sorry. it? Independent station. I'm just saying for anybody who's not from Northampton, <laughs> listen we're, to this. But we're all from North, Northampton here, so that's what heavily topic. And Sammy Byrne is what? What does he? Is he a producer? What would you call him? I he's a producer and, and a DJ as well. Is what I, I guess he'd be happy with. But he produces some sick music that you can find about on Spotify and things like that. And then, uh, yeah, just, just all around awesome guy as well but um yeah he bought like james yeah and so we got three for the price of one basically but it was just <laughs> it was just from that and that's how we basically met because it was like i i was the same it was like i want to do gig photos but obviously it's like you want to like all, all photographers want to get paid for their work right yeah. but i was like okay i want to do gig photos but bands also want gig photos yeah bands don't didn't or don't really i noticed tend to realize they needed like pictures of them if that makes sense yeah um so i'd give them a couple portraits and also it meant we got to practice with the five four camera as well so it was literally like these shoots would take like an hour or two and we'd take four shots and that's like and it also improved like our ability to like talk because we'd do that thing where you have a camera and you hide behind it and you just like okay they they look awkward and they're not saying anything but i'll take more photos it's fine um okay. so it did just felt like we hung out with them for an hour and then we went in the dark room sorted that out and they were like here's four cool portraits you can use for whatever you know and in profile pictures and whatnot and then after that it'll be like oh we know someone else or someone else will see them and be like they look cool can we get some photos done or we've got a gig and then it just kind of then they're asking you and they also like know you as a person as if you if you just that whole thing of just like, just turn up to a gig. It's like good practice to take the photos and see if you can actually do it. But obviously you're not going to get to talk to the band unless you get lucky basically, because they're going to be like, they're working. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a really good um, bit of advice though for anyone who's listening who wants to get into like gig photography, whatever it might be, um, of how to actually do it. Because you've got to put yourself out there, right? You've got to go to the, you've got to go to the shows support the artist, take some photos. And yeah, if, if they're good enough, great. Send them at a later date. And then like you said, you slowly work up. So you've got a bit of name of a name for yourself within that venue even, or with it, with that band who then can start recommending you. And before you know it, you've got a little portfolio going, which you can use then, can't you? Same yeah. with anything, right then, isn't it? It's like, just go and start doing it. And yeah, yeah. if you want to take pictures of bands, go and take pictures of bands. Bands are pretty... Uh, they like having their photo taken in general i think when you go and watch a band and you get a camera out you always find there some one of the members at least if not all of them will start like edging a little bit closer towards you or like pulling some let me just pour a stella over my head and rip my t-shirt off (laughs) yeah yeah but so so is that photo i know you took it i'm I'm sure you took it the one of uh, tragic where it's cameron and they've got their hat heads on his shoulder Oh, yes. Do you want to Is that a 5-4 photo? Yeah, so that was a 5-4 shot. So what we, for, the, for when we had a banding, because we could only afford to do like, because it's like three quid a shot every time you pull the shutter. Yeah. And it takes, and in a studio setting, it takes us with light meters and stuff like that. And same people, it takes us. <laughs> it takes us like 10 minutes of like letting them cook in front of lights. So is that the mm. one? Yeah, yeah, so nice. that's, um, so we did, basically three three shots that were like the Sammy Byrne one of like each individual member. And then we were like, well, let's get a shot of the whole band. Cause you know, you're a band, it makes sense. But that's like, yeah, so Cameron and Lewis who are like, 
still part of the band and then Will who left, which was like yeah. kind of this weird, because he left about a year afterwards, but I always look back at this photo as like, if you look at it, he's like slightly edging away and he was really not keen on getting close at the time. So oh, okay. it almost seems like when you look back at it, you're like, it was almost like, and he's actually actually, like the other two are in focus and he's kind of out of focus. Which is like just the nature of five four, you know. It's like a real like camera predicting the future a little bit there. Uh, if wow, you wow, read, wow. read into yeah. it, so. I was amazed when I first saw them. I think I was supporting them, or we were both supporting some other band or something. But uh, they are a fucking incredible band, and I didn't realize at the time. I think he was fifteen when they were when they formed or some. Yeah, yeah. Will Crazy. the yeah, Will the bassist was like fifteen, yeah, and then and I think Cameron and Lewis were seventeen when it first started. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of like. But the thing is, Cameron and Lewis have been doing like that. This is like tragics. Like I don't know, they've they've been in other bands before and stuff. So they've been doing it since they were like kids, basically. You know, yeah, yeah. and like I think their parents are like musical as well. So it's like this whole, you know, yeah, I right. they're really. But also like insane, insane work ethic as well. Of just keep going and keep yeah, yeah, yeah. getting better and things like that, which is always fun. So, so is that like something you're doing a lot more of still, and what and what you're working towards for the future? Is it more band yeah. stuff, more studio work? Studio stuff. I, I mean, for me, it's kind of like this nice thing where, like, um, obviously over COVID, everything sort of died. So it was like I, I shifted focus completely I couldn't really do anything with people um and then when when it was like it was over everyone's like the first thing people wanted to do was go to a gig go to events and stuff like that so my focus was like straight out of the pandemic like let's get to gigs and stuff because before the pandemic I literally shot like two gigs the hometown projects one and one at the Crawford Arms um and just through the pandemic from just I think people just remembered the photos a little bit so by the time I got to that Garibaldi exhibition which is where those photos were taken the lady was like okay so we thought we had one wall left to fill and she was like do you have any from this gig do you have any from this gig and I was like no I've, I've literally shot two two gigs and that tragic one that I'm not showing photos from because they're awful and I've kind of just bullshitted my way into this world and, and then luckily that's the wall that became like the the small prints that you could like nick ones and stuff because when we put them up she's like you know people are going to take them like because it's above and i was like even but let's just lean into it perfect even better you know what i mean but um but yeah now we have the studio and stuff like with the podcast and we've kind of been coming back to portraits not not five four because that's a bit you know as you can see like a bit well yeah but it's also just extremely difficult although i'd love to i'd love to go back to that at some point um I think, but we've learned from it, so it makes like other formats our work improve as well. So it's kind of like back in the studio doing portraits, really figuring out how we, not necessarily the camera side and the technical side, but how we like to work in it, how, how I like to take portraits. Because I was still outside of the studio, still doing shoots with the artists, like the one with Tragic, where they're like in the bathroom and stuff like that, Cameron's house, and just kind of like, and I realized like, I don't like, like taking photos where it's like, okay, here's a cool but you stand here and look like this and we'll do this. it's just like kind of coming like creating an environment like where they can come in and just kind of do whatever weird idea they come up with and i'll just my job is just treat it as though they're giving me a performance to capture like the same as an event which is like and part of that's from doing like the podcast as well like the podcast portraits have been getting 
equally crazier because we've had two hours before for them to get in that headspace of just saying anything and not caring. So then they go in the studio and act crazy as well, which is awesome. So it's like, yeah, that's where the, the focus at that, like that balance of like studio work and events work. But it's, yeah. But if you don't know, Joe's got his own podcast. There'll be a link down below. Around town, the two ends on yep. the end. Is that one? Round yeah. town. Yeah, yeah good name. Reminds me of Common and downtown the shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so I wanted to ask a question, Anne, because I know people are going to ask: Is it strictly film, or, or do you mess with digital as well? Okay. Mm. I'm glad you asked because it means my. What's the opinion? Okay, my opinion is um, at this point, like, and I know all the film people are going to hate me for it, and me from two years ago is going to hate me for it, but a, a camera is a camera. I, I like, no, like, my style is still from, it was, it was developed by, from the film, like, the one that Luke bought is a film shot, and that was from these little point, like, two pound point and shoot cameras my brother got off of his friends, and I was just, I'll use them, I'll, yeah, someone's asked me to do a gig. Yeah, I'll risk it and see if these cameras work there. And it just so happened that it gave me this style that people were all of a sudden like, this is so cool. And I was like, these are so what, like, you know. And then I've just basically, and then I kind of got to that point where it was like, with, with these small point shoot cameras, like they go wrong a lot. And obviously film costs money and things like that. And it's like, luckily I did have a moment where like, people were like, it's fine, we'll cover the film costs and we'll pay you. And it was like happy days, but it got to the point where like, I couldn't rely on these cameras enough because it would be like the randomness that I like, if I'm just, I still use them to shoot like my actual, look, I say my actual friends, that's real bad, but like where, when I just want to shoot and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what, like the last three posts from my Instagram are like actual film again and it's stuff that's just my friend, but I also can't be quick enough anymore without scanning and things like that. So it's just like, yeah. and they're also just not reliable at all. And it's like, I can't be like, okay, you get two rolls of film for this price, cool. And then it's like, ah, one roll of film, just the, the camera decided to shake it around in there. So they're all really like too blurry. And I personally love a blurry photograph, but some people aren't too happy when you're like, and here's the finished result, you know, but my, but it's been, I can translate this style to digital, which is like the one that I sent you that I said about where it's camera and precedence, and that's a digital shot and it's still the same style. I still... Try and I try and take this expensive DSR I can and make it work like a shitty point and shoot. I bought a charity shop, but it's also like the trickiest thing for me was like the the psychology of it for me being in these event spaces and being like like when you have a little camera, people think as a toy. They give you being a drunk person at a club and they do, like be having fun with their friends. When you walk up with a professional camera with a big flash on top, they they suddenly start acting like you know, they're trying to pretend they're sober for their mum when they get home, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like trying to turn this professional tool into a toy so that people will give me what I want, you know what I mean, and kind of get the better photos that seem like it was taken by a friend and not a professional photographer with a big scary camera, you know what I mean. So yeah, I think just just knowing what, what camera does what has helped me a lot, but when I've been using 5.4 and different cameras, that means that with a digital camera, I can kind of, make it do what I want when I need it to do and it's reliable enough, if you know what I mean, but still kind of like love film, love that end as well, you know what I mean? I, 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 going back to what you said, I think it, again, it's a camera at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it should be about the results, not necessarily the camera, but at the same time, the photographer in you wants to 
you know, you can't help but be attracted to a certain type of thing. Yeah? And, you know, I go through stages of like, right, I'm only shooting film now until until I die. I'm only shooting film. And then like a month later, I'll be like, right, back to digital for a little bit. And it just depends on the situation I'm in. But I'm like, but, you know, when I got back into photography, because I've always been into like, I've been in photography for a long time, but like a lot of people, life got in the way. And then, you know, picked up the camera again five, six years ago, started getting more and more into it. Um, into like certain cameras, certain film stocks or, you know, digital cameras, whatever it might be. And I remember talking to Joel Peck in the Gary and he just bought the Ricoh GR2. And then I was like, yep, yeah, I'll get it. If it's good enough for Joel, it's definitely good enough for me. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I bought one and I fell in love with, you know, how to use a smaller camera because it felt so much like a little point and shoot. But then subliminally, I'm like, why don't I just start using point and shoots again? Do you know what I mean? Like, because in your head, you're like, oh, a charity shop, I bought that camera for four pounds. There's got to be something that better out there that I can afford now. That I'm not saying hundreds and hundreds of pounds, but more than four pounds that's going to make me think it's better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That whole thing is like still, I'm like, I have a perfectly good Nikon D750, which is what I'm using at the moment, but I'm still looking at those, like, you know, like the, the Fuji film ones that are more like a digital point and shoot or like even some that are like smaller than that and stuff and I'm like ah, I want to do it. it's just like um uh I don't I think you, you saw um, you know Ty Wills Tyrone Williams oh, yeah yeah but he yeah, was yeah. I ran into him and he uses like this little tiny digital camera and I'm like yeah but it's perfect yeah, exactly. for like what what I want but also then sometimes it's like you know there, there, has, there was times like thinking back where it's like people have hired me for a shoot and then I turn up with these little point and shoot cameras and they start looking at me like, okay, what, what's going on here? And then the whole shoot, then it, it's like the reverse. It's the, of glass. it's the glass, trust me, it's the glass, it's the lens. But it's like, well, some of, some of my point and shoots are literally like you slide back and think it's a little tiny plastic, you know what I mean? And then you get the opposite because they're not giving you a fun side, they're giving you oh my God, I've spent money on this kid to turn up with the camera my like, gran used to use for, you know, pictures of a cat. And it's just like, oh, and then, you know what I mean? So it's just like finding that balance and stuff like that. But she's a your... And then get the point and shoot out and be like, oh, yeah. let's just take a few fun ones. And then like, that's the actual one. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's the strategy. I, I did do like for a few shoots, like a mix of, all of them, like the one with Tragic in the bathroom, there's like film ones, medium format ones, and digital ones. That used to be like my, I'd, I'd go out with, it was getting to the point where like, you know, some photographers are like, oh, I have one body and then I have four lenses with me. For me, it was like, there was one lens on each camera, but there was yeah. <laughs> different cameras in the bag and I'd be like swapping between them being like, this one gets this, this one gets them. And people just going, oh my God. And then I'd, I'd come home and be like, okay, was, ugh, this is going to cost me three times what I'm getting paid in film. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, but then the photos are good, man. It's just this cycle of just like, you're like, no, no, I'm making, no, but you're making that. <laughs> you are if making they've seen your work and they, they want your results, then they just need okay. to trust you, you know what I mean? But easier said than done, isn't it? Do you, do you both, um, do you both ever learn to kind of put the camera down or you both people that carry a camera with you all the time? Yeah, I just kind of, my whole thing was just like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's like skateboarding, it becomes obsessive, doesn't it? It's, it's like, every, I'm just, so it's why I'm scared of drugs, is because it's like, <laughs> it's just, you, know, it's you know what I mean? It's just like, I know I can't trust myself. It's like, 
it, it becomes this thing where it's just like, okay, I come here all day and we say do some portraits or like we do a podcast and it's like, even the, like the podcast originally, I wasn't taking photos afterwards, but now it's like, we're sat here, the studio is two feet over there. It's like, yeah, let's get some photos. Why wouldn't we? And then, you know, and then I'll go, you know, someone will like friend will come around. It's like, oh, let's take pictures of you while you're hanging out and then, you know, go shoot an event that night. And then I finish that, at, you know, when the pub or the club closes or whatever. And then I walk home, it's like, oh, look, you can do street photography and you don't have to worry about someone being like, did you just take my picture because everyone's asleep? And then that's where, like, the the wasteland images at night came from. It's just, like, walking home late at night and stuff. And then it's like... And then... Everyone goes through it, don't they? Everyone goes through that stage. And I'm still in that stage. I'm like, shoot everything. But now I'm way more choosy with my photos where mm-hmm. when I kind of got back into photography... I was, I, was, I was actually thinking about this last night. So when I got back into photography, I was like, yep, yeah, shoot everything. And everything I'm going to take is going to be amazing because I've got this little charity shop camera or I've just brought a fancy camera, whatever it might be. So therefore, I am a good photographer when it's not. But then I was looking through some of my old photos that I took pretty much like a, a year ago. Like I was looking at like a time hop or something, but on Google Photos, they do it by like the month. So I was looking back from like this month last year and this month the year before and the month before that. And there's photos that I know that I got developed or I, I've taken. And I was like, no, these, these, these are crap. Because, you know, you're expecting 36 photos back, right? And you quickly mm-hmm. kind of skim through them. Or, you know, however many photos you've taken. And you skim through them and you pick out your favourite ones. And you're like, yeah, that's, that, that says me in the, in the camera. But then I look back at them and I'm, I find that I'm looking at photos that I instantly dismissed. And I'm now like, oh, that photo means way more to me now than it did, did a year ago, do you know what I mean? Because it all of a sudden it's got a story behind it, do you know what I mean? Whatever that story might be, there was a reason that I took that photo. And if I can remember why I took that photo, even if it's just of a guy's shoes out on the on Abbey Street, but I can remember why I took it. And that, I think that speaks volumes, do you know what I mean? Like, everyone looks back at work differently. And I think that's the advantage of having, like, prints of your work or a zine or a book or whatever, because it don't matter if you only pick that book up once a year or whatever, they're going to mean more to you every time you look at it, even if it's from a different artist. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. mine works differently, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Like, that whole thing of, like, um, like that that thing is what I found, like, from the film. If I feel like if I'd started on digital, I probably might not have this, but it's, like, from the film days of, like, keeping the negatives and, like, uh, back in the day, like, especially for, like, the early days when I started, when you went to skiers, they'd be like, do you want... The prints as well and you'd be like well yeah otherwise how am i going to see the film? i didn't know what scanning was or anything so it would be like i have tons of photos where it'd be like they'd be half of them are blank half of them are terrible you know but it's just like you go back after six months and be like oh i didn't know i had a picture of this person oh this isn't there anymore and then you start you know it's like fed into my digital work where obviously like you can go to an event and like last um Last Friday, there was an event that happened at Hustafra shot, and I've only just finished editing today because I shot a thousand photos. But even though not all of them are like the portfolio worthy ones, it's like I can't bring myself to delete them unless they're literally blank. You know what I mean? Which, like, it's digital, so that doesn't really happen as much because unless my like flash runs out of battery, you know what I mean? So it's like you end up keeping all, which my hard drive on the desk over there is like screaming right now that I've just put all that on there you know what I mean but it's still just like I know for a fact like I'm going to go back and be like there's that person there's this person there's this person and it's like the same with like the 
the wasteland scene like that was all pretty much all shot on the london road and then like i've still i still shoot when that's the main part of my walk home to Wooten from here it's like mainly just that route on the london road and then it's like there's stuff that you become kind of numb to it because you see it all the time it's it's like when you go to skate park every day and you're like oh there's no more tricks to do and then yeah. something something changes someone brings traffic on someone like, new comes along and hits something that you've never seen before and you're like why didn't i think of that literally exactly. and then yeah. like obviously like out in the open world things change you know so like recently next to the giggling sausage the billboards have just been taken down so i'm probably i'm already thinking about when i go home tonight take a photo mm-hmm. of that because it's like something just it's the same thing. It's still the London road as it always has been, but it's constantly like evolving in these small little ways. And then it just becomes like, suddenly you have just a ridiculous amount of photos. And it's kind of this thing of like, why I'm hyper-focused on Northampton, I think, rather than being like chasing his own, because you do have that connection to it. You do have stuff. And there's like way more than I can, I'm, I'm taking loads of photographs, but I'm missing basically all of it, if you know what I mean. I'm capturing, like, because it's physically impossible, but it's just get to the point where it's like, like you say, it's like a photo. But I have stuff from gigs where it's like, I've, I've reloaded the batteries and then just checking the flashworks again. And then it ends up being like all the artists like switched boards and wires and then like my feet are in the shot. And I'm like, I'm keeping it. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it kind of is like, it, and then it's just like, or like I'm walking home from the pub and I'm like, wait, I'm just taking a picture. And then like, I'd feel it's like, what are you taking a photo of now? It's just like, look, who needs, look, I don't, I don't know yet. I'll know in six months time, you know what I mean? It's, it's like with Will being out of focus and out of the, like, why, why do it then? Why not stop and go, come on, Will, get a bit closer. Like, you know, you're meant to do as a photographer. It'd be like, no, can everyone get in please? It's like, maybe it's good for you yeah exactly that's the whole thing it's like i don't know people like this this was one thing that in uni it was always like in in photography you always have to think about like being in control of the situation and stuff and it's like i don't want it i want to it's fine as it is that's just yeah i think it's a good way of putting like a collection together as well because when you look at photos over a period of time, look, it reminds me of something you did with that well haven't done but i'm sure you will one day with all the photos of the cars parked out of signs that say don't park here yeah where yeah, i'm still collecting like, them yeah but like let's say like if i took a photo of a sign you know of a car outside of a sign that said don't park here i'd either get it developed and post it to instagram and it just becomes another photo mm-hmm. or i'll think no this is crap but then if i look back over the years and realize that i've taken 20 of same same but different photos before you know it, you've got this body of work this collection of work that actually goes really well together. They might not be the most perfect photos, but as a collection of work, it's quite interesting to look at. And if you want to put your name to something like that, then, then do it, do you know what I mean? It's a weird one how it works, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm still collecting them, but I'm like, it, it was because I shot one roll of film and there was about half a dozen photos of cars outside, no parking signs. And then I just looked back and I was like, oh, I've actually got some others. And now I just see them everywhere. Like every time I go out, I find one. And then you took a picture of me in front of the no park, like accidentally. Um, so I was like, cool. There's the cover. But yeah, to, to individually, they're not interesting. So I've never posted any of them onto Instagram, but I think as a collection, they might 
Yeah, but if you post it now and then you see like another photo, you're like, oh, do I hold on to it or not? Yeah, that's, that's why. It's, yeah. it's also like planned photography, like especially with like street photography, because yeah? as you said, you walk around, you're walking home, and you see something like, right, I'll take that. And you either look at that photo and go, that's great, or you go, I'm going to come back and take a, a really nice photo at a certain time of day or a certain time of year, whatever it might be. Like, so you can't, like, I feel like all photographers have this fear inside them to ever share their work because. It's like, oh, could it be better? Yeah, but go at back the same time, yeah, like, why are you worrying about what anyone thinks? There's a car that, that parks around the corner from my house, and every night I take my dog out for just a little wee before we go to bed, right? Not me, the dog. And, uh, <laughs> but there's, there's, like, a bungalow around the corner for me, and I don't know if it's the guy that lives there or the woman that lives there, whatever it is, but he parks his truck outside. His truck is, I'm not joking, the same... Like from if you're standing across the road, his truck is the same size as his bungalow, like width-wise. But I'm just wet. Like every night, I go out there and I'm waiting for him to park perfectly so it lines up. And in in my head, I've got this shot in mind where I'm like, right, I want to take a photo of this truck outside this bungalow because if you get like the angle right, it can just look like you're almost hiding the bungalow. But he's like the closest he's got is about. 10 centimeters away from being perfect lined up now i could go and knock on his door right and say i'm a photographer can you move your car 10 centimeters back but i feel like it would be such a better photo when i finally nail it and he's packed perfectly even if the photo isn't that great to me it will be like well i've been waiting four years for the shot you know what i mean yeah Yeah, it's that it's that yeah i get what you mean with not wanting to go because it's like any normal person would go ask right to, to a photographer it's just like no it has to be something that actually happens you know what I yeah, mean? yeah. Count. it has to have happened it's like that's it's like you say with like it, like you say it's planned because you've already thought the shot and you're waiting for it to happen but it's like um, you know it's not really planned there is like photographers who do like planned like shoots that are planned out exactly and stuff like that oh yeah and I, I love them like and I'm all for doing that do you know what I mean I'd love to do more of that but then I just feel like sometimes you get a shot and you're like, it will mean more to me mm. if it just yeah, lines yeah, up. Big, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's actually like, there's a pub that's closed, closed down around the corner from my dad's house. And you know, like outside the pub, you have like the signs that sit on a massive pole and it just, you know, where it like normally flaps with the pub name. No, right, but, right. It's, but it's empty. And I said to you about it ages ago, Luke, and I said it's, it's currently empty. So it's just like this natural frame that's hanging. Mm. But, but I think I said to you it's on like a flight path, or did you say you should have a look if it's on a flight path or something? Oh, I don't know. Where is it? Uh, uh, oh, it's, it's actually near the college. Um, but the, yeah, there's a closed pub, and I keep looking every time I drive to my dad's. I see this empty like pub frame. I'm like, it'd be so good to take a photo of a plane going through, so it's like naturally framed. Mm. And like, I think I'm sure you said Luke, or someone said that you should check if it's on like a flight path, but. I don't know, I'm not intelligent enough for that. So there's me just waiting to see if a plane will go. But, but again, and I'm like, if I wait long enough, I feel like I'll just see it or it'll be taken down and I've missed it forever. But then that's kind of okay, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Because unless it was a perfect situation, it just wasn't meant to be. I don't know. It's weird how your brain can work, isn't it? It's, it's that thing of like, like when I just do photography and it's like the same place, it's like some, some nights it doesn't change at all, but it's like sometimes you walk up and it's just like, something sticks out to you but you've been blind you've walked past listening yeah. to music every day and then one night you're just like it has its reason and like like you say it's like one one day that there's going to be a like a plane in that frame that's going to be like just begging to be it's going to give you it basically it's like yeah, that's, yeah. that like 
because I did street photography before I did music and then now I'm doing portrait it's like I'm like that's the sentiment that I'm trying to get out with portrait being like I want them to give it give it and then I'll you know they'll give me that inch of something they'll do and then just take as much as I can with the camera like just go for it you know what I mean yeah. and also you said with the like the whole being afraid to share your work thing like because you don't know when it's gonna that is the situation I'm in right now because I want to finally like people I've released zines and everyone's like right but you you do all this music photography and then the zine is like something completely else so I'm like I want to do the music one but then I every time I go I'm like okay I can definitely put together the selection and then someone's like so there's a gig happening in this really interesting location with this new band that's fucking awesome and then it and then I'm like well here's another four that need to go in the book otherwise it wouldn't be a complete document of you know and then music stuff like oh there's a new band it's like and they're awesome great it's like well, someone else i should have known about two years ago you know what i mean it's just yeah. like it just keeps when does it end uh, yeah. Yeah. when does it end and it shouldn't it should never end but at the same time you're like i've got to put something out sometime or, or yeah. do you know what i mean like i don't know it's a weird one exactly but it's this challenging thing like some worse is when you take good photos and you're like oh my god i can't wait to share these or do something with them do you know what i mean book zine prints and then you really look at them and you're like, oh, are they as good as I think? Do you know what I mean? The amount of times I've got a photo back, I'm like, this is the best photo I've ever taken. And a week later, I'm like, that's the worst photo I've ever taken. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just bad, isn't it? This is the thing, you like put the zine together, you're so excited and it's like, is it, is it good enough that someone's going to want to like get one or like pick one up or something? It's like, oh, but, oh do I... So I want to hit print now and it's going to cost me this much and then no one's going yeah. to even like consider it, you know what I mean? But it's that like... But you were saying this the other day, yeah. weren't you? When you were wasting on the book that you did, you were like, oh, the images I took back then are so fucking shit. Dude, <laughs> like, I really wish I'd never put them out, but people still took them, didn't they? That's yeah. The yeah, exactly. But I think in the, in the hindsight, it's like, I don't know, it, it becomes, like you say, they become like little mini diaries, don't they? Once you put it out, it is like that thing, it's like, in photography, it's kind of this thing where I kind of want, like, what's that zine now? Two, three years old. So yeah. it's kind of like, in photography, it kind of goes through. Like you say, it's like, you, when you first take it, you're like, yes, this is it. And then, you know, six months later, you're like, oh my God, this is wrong. This is wrong. Should have done that better. What was I thinking? Should have drank one less pint before I got one. You know, like all these things. It's like, this is how you... And then you, you, but that's good because it means you're getting better. And then it's like, like you say, like in two years time, you go for what it is and for what it is for like, like it still serves a purpose as a photograph, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, now I'm- Your own biggest critic, aren't you, at the end of the day? Luke, yeah. I remember you saying something to me about like your music and this is when we like early day, like I don't think Front had even like, not that we've launched yet, but we haven't even come up with the idea. Me and Luke Rowell on like, just, just met up one day to go and take some photos. And you said something about your music, like whether you should start putting it out on SoundCloud or something. But then at the same time, it'd be kind of cool if no one ever found it. Do you know what I mean? Or if you happen to find your music or your photography, whoever it might be. But let's say I put out a zine, yeah? And let's say I only sold five copies. And then in 30 years time, someone goes, I've got one of those five copies. That's a pretty cool feeling from mm -hmm. me to say, there's only five, I only sold five of them because no one gave a shit about them. Do you know what I mean? So like the over the test of time, you'd probably be more grateful that there's a limited amount, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 
I think oh, yeah. I, uh, there was, I think it was like an interview I'd read with David Byrne or somebody like that who said the most radical thing you can do as a musician is at the moment just record songs and not let anybody else hear them because that's the complete opposite of what everyone else is trying to do like everyone's just throwing shit out there um and I, I did see something the other day that somebody was people were complaining about you know obviously it's shit how much musicians get paid by spotify like less than a penny a stream or like a fraction of a penny a stream but i saw something where somebody was saying there's so much so many people out there now putting music out that it's like supply and demand there's so much of it it almost is worthless because you can listen to it for free anywhere on like soundcloud or youtube or something so just because spotify have a revenue kind of thing like why does it have to be more than that that's kind of what listening to a song is worth i don't agree but like it's a it's an interesting like way of looking at it it's um but yeah i suppose it's like similar to when you take a photo and you don't put it on Instagram or you don't do anything with it, you feel like it's unfinished. You're like, well, still, I haven't done anything with it, but you don't have to do anything mm. with it. But it feels like you should, I guess. Mm. Well, I was just going to ask, because people who listen are definitely going to ask, but what, um, what fit, like, what's your go-to film stock? Ooh, HP5. HP5? Sure, yeah. HP5 and a flash and a the worst camera you can buy, yeah. the cheapest, just grimiest, you know, and then just, you know, dev it yourself, print out, perfect, you know. Nice. I don't know what you're looking at, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting. One day someone is going to say something other than HP5. It's going to be a glorious day. Yeah, I don't know. This is it's definitely my. I te- what did I text you like last night? I so said I can't like I keep trying different things, especially like we're doing front. We're like trying to make some videos and stuff, and it's like you know we want to try out different film stocks, not just for us, like you know obviously for ourselves as well. But then I can't help but just love HP Five. I feel feel like it's just so versatile and so good. Do you know what I mean? Like it's awesome. It's yeah. like it, weirdly they advertise it as like not high contrast, but you can get it to that point. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's there, you know what I mean? And it's just like it's grainy, it's grainy enough and it's like gnarly enough to kind of like that perfect balance of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever actually tried uh, it's called Washi, this film? And there's Is that the Lomo one? No, no, it's this bloke, he's based in France and he makes each role by hand. There's this film, the emulsion is hand painted, I believe. And the the one I tried is really thin. Is this the fifty ISO one? No, this one was five hundred, like oh, a okay. bit of a weird one. But it's really, really thin, so it's really hard to get it onto the reel to develop it afterwards. And I was like, I'm gonna hate. I'm never using this again. But for about the fifth time of trying to get it on, um, and then I developed it, and it is the most. It's really grubby, but in a really good way, and it's really, really high contrast. And I was like, if this was easier to develop, I'd use it all the time. It's amazing. Not too expensive, but you can't use it in like an automatic point and shoot though. It would just rip it apart. <laughs> I love I love that thing with film though, where it's like it's it's this thing where it's like, okay, so it's it's having like a bit of a like it had its revival and be, some people still think it's like on a revival. It is in terms of popularity, but like the actual film being manufactured, like 
since I've started, there's like countless film stocks that have just like vanished off the face of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's like things like that where it's like some guy hand painting it and it's really like DIY kind of, you know what I mean? It's, it's like back to like, I just hate living in the but like, you yeah, know, yeah. like in America where they had in the 70s all the parks shut down because of insurance and then kids were building backyard ramps and stuff. It's just kind of like, okay, it's like, you know, it's never over. There's like someone who's going to go out and just do it themselves and just kind of be like, okay, let's just keep. So, what if they're not going to give it's it? The passion, isn't it? Yeah. It's funny yeah. to say that. I, last night, I actually watched the Danny Way documentary that I think it's like Ride the Lightning or whatever it's called. Oh, the the Wall of China one. Yeah. But obviously, it documents like his kind of life and it goes through the parks closing down and whatnot. But, um, photography just reminded me of uh, watching that last night. But yeah, I know what you mean, like with the passion of just people just want to want to make it continue you know what I mean? which, which is cool yeah. um have you still got any copies of wasteland available or print or anything like that so uh, yeah there is because i printed it a long time ago and severely overestimated how how much is and it just becomes that thing where it's like well it's only two pound more to print another hundred water <laughs> go wrong so yeah there's there's a fair few wasteland copies about with some with some stickers inside as well there's also I want to dig around there's copies of wasteland there's a i think maybe one or two copies of angels and ghosts still and then we're we're going to put out another a new four prints from all of us on folkmapper.com well tomorrow so they'll be out by the time this comes out Very much, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then <laughs> And then also just while I'm sort of merch, there are some some shirts coming soon, but they may be sold out by the time because what we're doing it's like basically an extremely limited run, so it can't possibly go wrong no matter how much we bought this up. Yeah. So, <laughs> they may already be gone. We might be on the second one. But yeah. So nice. nice. Well, yeah, if you do want to contact Joe or um, there'll be a link down below with available works and how you can get hold of it. Um so yeah, please check that out. But um yeah, thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having us.